Welcome to Entrepreneurhood, where we break entrepreneurship down into three simple pillars, business, lifestyle, and motivation. Our goal is to use our personal experiences as industry leaders to guide and inspire young entrepreneurs to see the lesson in every challenge, because we understand that companies don't succeed, people do. Now, welcome the leaders of Entrepreneurhood, Lakim and KB. Welcome to the neighborhood. You got your boy Lake Kim in the building, and I got my brother KB in the building with me. We on episode 33, and we decided to name this one, Trust Your Gut. What I found is being an entrepreneur, man, is sometimes it's tough because we have the pressure of making so many different decisions, and it's not easy always having everything rely on us. So KB, he found a quote that I think our entrepreneurs, you guys are going to appreciate, and he's also going to let y'all know why we decided to choose this episode. Today's quote, good decisions come from experience. Experience comes from making bad decisions. And this was said by Mark Twain. I get this quote plainly because if you don't make a decision, you have no opportunity to learn or no opportunity to grow. So the best thing you can do is just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real. So the main reason we chose this episode because we know making decisions is one of the toughest parts of being an entrepreneur. Like you said, people are always relying on us to show them the way. But sometimes the pressure can be too much and it can take a toll on us. However, that is the price we got to pay to be a leader. We got to live with the good and we got to live with the bad. Yo, man, it costs. Sometimes you got to pay the price to be the boss. And we say, bro, a lot of people, they want that title of being the CEO or seeing the boss, but they don't understand that sometimes when you're the boss, not sometimes, all the times when you're the boss, like people are always coming to you for the answer. And man, you always got to be sharp because if you're not sharp as an entrepreneur, man, like people going to be like, yo, we need the answers. And you're going to be like, how sway? Like I don't got all the answers. Yeah. The title in the corner office, the name of the door, sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, making those decisions when your office door is closed and whole companies relying on you, not the easiest thing to do. And it's tough trusting your gut. Yeah, for real. Give it to y'all plainly. Trust your gut means to trust your feelings and instincts rather than logic or analysts when making a decision. So you're going to be put in position as an entrepreneur, as a leader of your company, to trust your gut, not relying on the X and the O's. And it has going to come from your instincts and your experience of what you, your intuition on this particular subject. Yeah. And what the quote says, man, is how do you trust your gut? Like, it's tough to trust your gut if you haven't experienced a lot of stuff. Our entrepreneurs, man, I, I really think that the only way to trust your gut is just, you just got to make enough decisions. The, the biggest mistake I've seen is just not making a decision. Then your gut decision will never be right. Yeah. One thing I always say to myself is, if I do it this way and it doesn't work out, then that's one way I know I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and I, for real. You know, I have the confidence whether pass or fail, I know I'm going to try. And that's just my personality. Yeah. And I feel like I, I want our entrepreneurs to know that that's the only way for you to really know if you're making the right decision or not is to make a decision. Let's jump into some of the problems. We could talk about the common problems that we hear our entrepreneurs um, that they say to themselves or that other people just say in general. The first problem is that this is the way I have always done things. So I'm not going to change who I am. And that problem will leave you in the exact same place. (laughs) (laughs) 
you're not leaving no room for growth when you don't want to change your ways or you want to change your methods to go about your business. It's just a level of immaturity there. The thing is like, why I think this is such a common thing is because people don't understand, man, like you have to adapt. If you're not adapting to how things get done and you stick into one particular way, there's no longevity in that. Like I have so many experiences that I could share because I want our entrepreneurs to not end up like a blockbuster and to be a Netflix because people in companies that don't change, they get left behind. That's a fact. The second problem, it worked for them. So it's going to work for me. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me attack that one. So that thought process is so backwards because I heard Jason Brownlee say this quote and like that joint stuck with me ever since. And it's different strokes for different folks. Just because one thing worked for an entrepreneur, you can't jack that and think that's instantly going to work for you because that's not how it always is. Yeah, you got to take many variables in perspective, like far as in the target market, the demographic, you know, the age bracket that they're in. All these different things plays a role on taking a skill set, taking a road path somebody else took. You have to make sure what works for you and you got to make sure it brings you fulfillment because it might not bring you fulfillment. That's the element that most people forget to put into the equation is, yo, like you got to adjust it to your style, your personality and your swag. You could take everything, but you got to take it with a grain of salt. There's so many different ways to make money in this world. So that's what that kind of overwhelms people sometimes. Because like, yo, I could do stocks, I could do real estate, I could do business, I could flip things, I can do, I could trade. There's so many different things that can work, but you got to figure out what works for you. Yeah, and I'm definitely going to talk about that because I was talking to one of my homies a couple of days ago and he jumps on any idea that someone says. Like he was giving me an example of saying one of his homies, he's making crazy money off of selling balloons. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, man, he sold a balloon for $300, like a regular balloon. And I'm like, all right, that sound good. But I'm like, bro, even if you do it, you're not going to be happy. If you're making a lot of money selling balloons, but you're not passionate about it, like what you doing? Yeah, I need to find those people selling to because they need an expensive house. <laughs> <laughs> if they buy $300 balloons. <laughs> Facts. The third problem we got is, what if we make that decision and it doesn't work? <laughs> so? Like, exactly, yeah. And what if it does? Like, that makes no sense. It's so regular to us because, we you know, we've been in the game for a minute. But I think that's just been our personality from the jump is that I don't care if it doesn't work or not. I'm going to at least do it. And I'm going to do it with confidence. I'm not going to do it with being shaky or wary about it. If I'm going to make my mind up and I'm doing this, then this is what it's going to be. If it's not it, then I'm going to find the next thing. You can't attack something and be passive because you're never going to really know what the true outcome is. If you're going to attack something, you got to be assertive, you got to be direct, and you got to be like, look, I'm going to live and die by my decision. Like sometimes a coach doesn't always make the right decision, but you live to play another game. That's a fact. Yeah. So with those three problems that our entrepreneurs say, what KB and I, we came up with was we came up with some of our personal experiences that we think that could help drive some of these points homes because me and KB, we human just like everybody else. And sometimes we might've caught ourselves saying some of this, some of these same problems, we found a solution and we found a way to keep going. So I'll jump in at the first experience 
where entrepreneur says, this is the way I've done things. So I'm not going to change who I am. And I'm not going to hold you KB. Like I've said that in the beginning stages too. Like I'm human, just like everybody else. And here's my example. So everybody know at this point I'm in sales. So all my experiences is going to be sales related. In the past, I do residential sales. I make sales based on impulse. So an impulse sales mean we meet someone for the very first time. We get them excited about what we're selling and we get the sale. That's it. Like I'm in the impulse sale. So I don't got to go back. I don't got to build no appointments. It's look, here's what I could do for you. This is why you need it. You getting it or not. There's no in-betweens to it. Throughout my experience, I've had a lot of employees try to come up with an idea and they say, hey, Lake Kim, instead of us doing impulse sales, why don't we like create business cards? And what we could do is we don't have to sign them up on the spot, but we'll just give them a business card. And if they want it, they'll call us. Wait, did they say it in that voice too? <laughs> That's how I envision it in my head because I'm like, you got to be silly. Like you have to be silly to be bringing that kind of idea to me. So I'm not going to hold you. Like I've had multiple employees keep every new, every time I hire a new employee, I say one in 15 always think that they're the first person to come up with this idea. And they're like, yo, like Kim, how about this, man? How about we just make business cards? And as a CEO, like I'm respectful. So I always pretend that it's the first time I, I hear it. And I'm like, hey, man, that's a great idea. But guess what? Guess, guess why we don't do business cards? They're like, oh, I don't know, man. And I'm like, because they don't work. <laughs> like business cards is a way of a person saying that they're not interested. And I rather get that straight up on the spot than getting my hopes up thinking, all right, I'm going to give this customer my business card. And then if they want it, they're going to call me. We lose control of the sales. So I teach people like, look, we always have to have control and I hear it, but I'm like, I'm not going to change it because if I change that aspect of building impulse, then we're going to go broke and we're going to starve. So you definitely trust your gut on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, because again, I'm not going to hold you. When I was brand new, I thought the same thing because I'm like, yo, I've always seen people do business cards, but what does business cards really mean? Unless you are just trying to create awareness Business cards don't translate into sales. They just create awareness so people think about you, but that's not money right now. Yeah, especially for the particular kind of business. It's not so direct where they have to come to you to get service or internet cable. They could go to anybody else. So you don't want to leave room for your competitors. Yeah, they're just going to go to who are they familiar with. That's something that I have to continue to teach people. Of. There are certain things that I'm willing to change because I'm always open to being innovative with new ideas. but you also, as an entrepreneur, got to know you can't change your core of who you are or the thing that is the truest to you. So I guess my experience is to let entrepreneurs know there's times that you have to change and there's certain things that's a part of your core principles of who you are. You can't change that. And I say there's a thin line to staying true to your core and then displaying growth. So I had moments of being stuck when it came to marketing my training people wasn't coming to me or people wasn't inquiring about training. And I knew I wanted to help women get in shape, but I knew also knew they hated working out too. (laughs) 
it's simple. It's, if you want to get in shape, you want to work out, you should get a trainer, you should hit them up. But it's not that simple. And I had to realize, I had to change my marketing of training where I had to speak their language. I had to you know, make it entertaining. I had to make it fun and I had to make it you know, sexy. I had to dress it up. I couldn't just say, do you want to be fit and healthy? For my certain type of clientele, they don't care about that. They care about looking good for their birthday and <laughs> being skin out. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a birthday dress and having fun and enjoying themselves and, and appreciating their body. Once I started to change that, I'm like, I just can't be stuck in my ways and be super analytical because Caleb himself is just an analytical person. Where if it makes sense, let's do, you know, A and B and C. KB, the trainer is, yo, I know you want A. <laughs> I know you, I know you want A because A look good. I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you to A. Once I get you to A, B is right there. Like, and then C has got to be next. So it's KB, the trainer is like to smooth things over. He wants to get people engaged more. So I had to realize I had to change <laughs> who I am and change my persona in order to accomplish the goals. And once I started doing that, I never had to look for clients since then. And it's been three years, thank God. I had to, you know, change the way I market, change the way, you know, I speak my words. I even had to start using like emojis. <laughs> <laughs> People feel what I'm saying, like more than my words, I have to give me you know, expressions. And like now I don't even text my clients with words anymore. I just use uh, gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and I ain't gonna hold you. Like when I see you do that, I feel like it helps paint a picture, bro. Like it really like drives home what you're saying because with the emojis and the gifts, like it, it really show like, okay, if you laughing or you like, yo, you tripping, like you, I could see some of the gifts that you'd be posting. I could be like, yeah, he really probably said that for real. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's so funny because my class, I can picture you doing this face right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. So when did you make the transition from Caleb to KB? I don't know when that transition happened. <laughs> When it comes to business, it was just straight KB. I'll say three years ago, because I've been training for seven years now, about the eight. But in the beginning, it was like, Caleb, it just makes sense. Like, all right, you want to <laughs> lose weight? We're going to lose weight. It's going to take about three months. Yada, these are steps we're going to take. KB is different. KB is on a level like, I get you right in four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and as I kept transforming into KB and adding more value and setting a standard for my business, and that's what it has been as far as in, it doesn't take three months for you to get results. It doesn't take six months. It can really take up to two to four weeks now. And that just came from the confidence and the experience. So as I build more over time, I can say that with confidence, like that's this is going to happen. Like before, I try to shy away from you. I don't want to overshoot myself because they might be disappointed if they don't get results. But now it's, I trust in my program so much. If you do what you're supposed to do, it's going to work. And that just came with, with trusting the gut. It's not, nah, we're just going to roll with it. Yeah, yo, it's different. You elevating when you start referring to yourself in third person. Like when you go from (laughs) when you go from Caleb to KB, I'm telling you, listeners, he's different. Like he's elevating, and again, it came from him trusting his gut. So, yo, man, I'm with that. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, man. I have different conversations with myself. Yo, will KB do this or is Caleb doing this? I think that's the biggest thing is you got to understand when you need a change and you made that, you made those adjustments to become better. And that's what being an entrepreneur is all about. Yo, the second experience, the problem that our entrepreneurs say is it worked for them. So it's going to work for me. 
And here's my experience. I run a sales company. So there's multiple times I've tried to increase my office sales and replicate what I've seen other people do to increase my sales. And because I was trying to replicate them, trying to replicate the things that they were telling me, I end up getting worse results. And the reason why was because, yeah, they made a small like, you know, adjustment and whatever the case may be it wasn't true to who I was. Like I was trying to be someone that I wasn't. And anytime you try to do something that's not true to you, that's when, you know, I feel like you get worse results. So what's one of the examples that you are you replicated and didn't work out for you? One of the, the officers told me that, hey, one of the things that they was doing is they had one rep that was like having an increase in sales. Like they were making more sales over and over. And I was like, yo, man, we doing something wrong here in Indy. Like, I got to figure out what they doing. So we set up a conference call. We allowed that top rep in that other location to give us some feedback. And come to find out, this rep was doing fraudulent activity. (laughs) (laughs) I trusted the the other manager because he was telling me like, yeah, man, let my person talk. So I set up the Zoom call. We set it up. And then I just trusted that this top rep in this other location was going to be doing the right thing. I was walking past my computer and I'm like, let me time, let me chime in to hear what this girl is telling my team. And she was like, yeah. So how I make more sales is if my customers don't have money, what I do is I cash app them and they give me cash and hold on. They know the blueprint. We are not allowed to take cash from customers. And she was like, look, man, anytime your customers don't have money, just cash app them. You cash up and then they give you, and I'm like, and that rubbed me the wrong way. And then my employees were Ah. like, they were all taking notes. It was like, okay, all right, we got to, we got to cash up our customers. And I'm like, yo, it ended up being worse KB because then I had to unteach what that rep just taught my team. And it was just horrible, man. Wow. That's tough. So she did say, trust the gut. She said, still for your gut. (laughs) (laughs) That is definitely an eye opener and make you realize that some people they might seem like they're winning, but they're really cheating. And when you cut corners like that, it always comes down. Yeah, and it always comes back. And I feel like that's what I'm super grateful. And looking back, I'm glad that I trusted my gut to, you know what, let me just see what she's saying, because I might want to take a thing or two away from what this girl was saying. And I'm so grateful that I just chimed in because as soon as I heard it, I ended that Zoom call immediately. I was like, hey, yo, shorty, I appreciate it, but we got to hop on another meeting. I'm going to talk to you soon. And she was like, oh, so quick? I'm like, yeah, yeah, so quick. Because I, I just didn't like what I was hearing. Your employees, your tribe, your children, they teach them the wrong things. Like, <laughs> Yeah, bro. And then you just got to, as a parent, you got to unteach those bad habits. So that's my experience, yeah. man. Sales, sales is a dirty game. <laughs> <laughs> when you know people say I work for them so I know it could work for me, I always hated that. I always disagreed with it because I just never assumed someone's success will work for me or it will make me fulfilled. People who talk about success, they align it with monetary you know, value, but at the same time, they don't align it with fulfillment of truing like you I have a passion for this. Are you happy that you completed this task? And I just knew it was more than money for me because I've known people that make money doing millions of things. And I had to figure out what works for me. Because if you don't figure out what works for you, what makes you happy, you're just going to have a, like a high paying job. It just, it's going to be like, I hit this reward, I hit peak, but I still feel empty inside. Yeah. And I think as an entrepreneur, 
it's your job to do something that you're passionate about. Any job that we do have, that's the most be the main focus and build money and build legacy and a foundation around that. So I never agree with that term. I just figure out, yeah, I got to figure out what works for me because, you know, there's people being happy, even having a nine to five. I got people as happy as doing MTA or construction, being a teacher. It worked for them. They're successful. But what is successful? That's subjective to anybody. Yeah. So I just feel like you, you got to figure out what's successful to you and how you want to go about it. With you pinpointing, like not doing things that you saw other trainers was doing, didn't it feel some type of way knowing that you can make more money if you were just doing what they were doing? Because when you don't have that much money, I feel like we just try to do anything to increase income and revenue. What was your discipline like to like just not do it just for the bread? It goes to an artist from Queens. Her name is uh, Kai Baby. She said, if I can't win like myself, then I don't want it. Run that back. If I can't win as myself, then I don't want it. Wow. And I stand behind that statement because I had a, a trainer, you could say a master trainer, I call him my OG, approached me when I first started, like probably like within the first, second year. And his name is Body Bangout, uh, Malik. He said, yo, you could do these classes with me. So what kind of classes do you do? He said, yo, I do dance aerobics. You have 100 people in the class, $10 per person. He do three or four classes a day. So you could do the numbers. He's making <laughs> bank in a weekend. I respected it. I had to respectfully decline, even though I know I needed that money, but I knew that wasn't going to be me. I didn't want to be in front of a group of people in a gym and doing five, six, seven, eight. I didn't want to do that. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's just not my personality. That's not where I feel most creative. That's not where I feel I can excel at. I would just be like a spinoff or a copycat. It wouldn't be natural. And when he told me that, it made me feel way like, yo, maybe I was, my ego is telling me, you know, I should have said yes. I should have at least just tried the opportunity. I just knew myself like what I wanted. And I was so direct in tune with myself. And I knew I wanted to approach training differently. And years later, I ended up doing a big class this past summer. And I had about 30 people in there. Okay. And then they all had, you know, my bands. So instead of $10 a person, everybody paid $30 for their bands. And I had about 30 people there. And it was a free class. And I just had to reminisce with myself. Yo, I just did the way I wanted to do it, just amount, the same amount of success. And now I have my own products along with my class. I don't think I would never been in this position if I never stayed true to how I want to uh, go about it, training. Wow. And I did it my way. And I'd be having fun. I have make them having competitions. And we work out. We, we ran on the track. It was all these different factors involved of how I train, but just in a big space. And I'm glad. I just stayed down until I came up. Bro, and again, you keep reiterating the whole point of this episode is to trust your gut. You trusted your gut in that moment. And like you said, you stayed true to what you believed in because it would have been easy, super easy to just be like, yo, cool, I'm down right now. Let me just make this quick bread. Like That's why you won when the time was ready. So that makes sense to me, bro. That's how you trust your gut for real. And, and the biggest part is that this was years later. So it's like, I still didn't achieve the amount of success that he was offering to me for that particular day. But years later, I, it might take a little bit longer doing it the way you want to do it. And you got to understand that. And it's up to you. But I went with my gut. So maybe your gut might telling you to go with this person, be under their wing for a while. That's what your gut might be telling you. But you have to just go with your intuition. Facts, bro. Facts. 
All right. And the last problem we got is what if we make that decision and it doesn't work? I feel like every entrepreneur has said that or they thought of that before. And I got two experiences that I want to share with our entrepreneurs. So I have an example of where I did it and it did work. And I have an experience of where I did it and it didn't work. Whenever it comes to training new hires, we always want to pair up new hires with the right match, like people with similar um, personalities or someone with a higher skill set to pair up with someone with a lower skill set. So at one point in my team, I did something that I never did before. And I was thinking it through. I'm like, yo, I'm about to do something crazy. This thing is either going to work or it's not. So I had two girls, right? Two girls on my team. One girl was like in her, I think her second week and one girl was in her first week. But I was low on trainers. And my rule of thumb is you never put two trainees with each other. And the reason why is because if one trainee is having a bad day, they going to neg the <laughs> other trainee out and then they both going to quit. I was like, man, I don't got enough trainers and I got two trainees and I was kind of short on trainers. So my solution was I'm going to make the trainee that's like a couple days ahead of this new trainee train them. And I was just going to live with the decision. So what ended up happening was they went out together. The girl that was a week ahead, she had her best day ever. And she went out and she put up four sales while training a trainee. And she got promoted that day. It was crazy because I was like, look, like Kim, this is either going to work or they both going to quit. And the outcome was sometimes you got to put pressure on people and people, they either going to step up or they're going to break under pressure. And I'm super grateful in that situation that employees stepped up and I was willing to live with the good or the bad. <laughs> and that's the beauty of it is that you never know what it's going to come out to be but that's what a life experience is all about it's just it's just making the decision and living with it on my end i say you got to live it out to tell the story as much as i love to be precise about things and analytical i never know until i keep going so people always respect me oh you always know what to do i don't i really don't but i just gonna like you yeah, listen i'm gonna just live with it and I think that type of confidence just comes from experience and just, yo, I'm going to figure it out one way or another. For me personally, it's been multiple times where I felt in that position. And I would say with real estate, because in real estate, my thing is I, I love servicing. I show people their houses that, you know, they can afford and that they want. And I show them houses as if I was picking out houses. So one particular uh, situation I remember is where it was like literally down to, to the wire, <laughs> yo, I got to show them how it's now. They just going to, it's just not it. Buyers started to get, you know, remorse and they started being stressful. You know, let's say we'll take some time off. We'll go and look back in the spring. And I'm like, yo, this is not going to happen. This, I need to get paid. I need to show them a house. So I'm searching and then it was a house I looked over, overlooked. And I send them the listing. I send the link and text messages. Oh, we could probably check it out. And when we go to the house, I still was like, yeah, I don't even know this is it. Like, I'm not even sure. You can't even see pictures of the house clearly online. <laughs> but I'm like, let me just, you know, swing at it one last time. And sure enough, we both started looking, hold on. I think this room can work. I think this can work. And as we start, you know, looking more in the house, I'm like, yo, I'm so glad. I probably just put this in front of your face or just offered it to them. And we ended up submitting an offer and back and forth with the negotiation. And 
the seller was willing to knock off, you know, some of the price. Cause I, I'm like this as an agent, if it looks bad, then we're going to just try to drill it to get a cheaper price. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're on the seller side, we're going to try to milk it to get a higher price. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you either way. So we started going, looking inside the house, looking at, oh, this wall needs work. I'm just being bougie now. <laughs> <laughs> the floor needs to do this. And it worked for the buyer. It wasn't the most immaculate house, but it worked for their situation and it worked for their budget. And sure enough, they submitted an offer and we, we got the house. Wow. I could have missed out on five $6,000 commission if I just didn't, nah, I'm just, I ain't going to sit, I ain't going to worry about it. So it's, you know, I'm just trust my gut and go with it. Even though the house didn't even line up to exactly what they want per se. But once they got in there and they seen what they could do with it, it worked out. Yeah. And I think that's so unique because sometimes pictures could seem like something's going to be a good fit or the pictures can make it seem like it won't be a good fit. And sometimes you just got to pull up. That's the only way to really see because it's a whole different experience when you witness something in person, bro. I think about what Dame, Damian Lillard said in the last playoffs when he was taking his, his wild shots and he was hitting them. And the announcer asked him, did you think it was going to go in? He's like, I shoot to the score. <laughs> so every time I shoot, I'm not shooting just to be shooting. So it came to me when I'm showing houses, like once I show you the house, like this is the house is it. I don't care what you have said before, what I've said before, this is it. I'm not showing you a house just to show you and, and just to be spend time. I'm showing you a house so I can make a sale. And that's just type of mentality you got to have as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And you got to live with it. You got to live with it, whether it works or it doesn't. All right. What I did was I shared an experience that did work. It made me look cool, but I'm going to let everybody know an experience that I was like, what if I make this decision and it doesn't work? And my second experience KB is this. So I sent my office on a trip, right? And when I send people on trips, I got to pair up personalities to make sure that the personalities, they mesh well. And if the personalities don't mesh well, then the production and the sales trip is going to be, it's going to be a wash. I had a, a couple of new employees and I paired them up the best way I thought was possible. I had one girl, I thought she was crazy, but I was like, nah, she's, <laughs> <laughs> but she's not that crazy. Like I'm, I'm going to overlook it. I'm going to put her on the trip. She, she was vibrant. <laughs> yeah see i like that better i like that better she was a little bit vibrant so i just overlooked it i was like i'm gonna just put her in the mix with the team and see how it goes what's the worst that could happen long story short bro that road trip went horrible <laughs> and <laughs> this girl was beyond vibrant she really was crazy she was a maniac and this girl came back from the road trip she said she was going through a lot when i sent her on the road trip kb she had long blonde hair she came back and she shaved her head. She was bald. <laughs> like she went, yo, the last time I seen her, she had a full head of hair. And then the next time I seen her, she, her head was bald. And, and then she quit. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of training processes do you guys got over here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she was going through. I don't know what was said on that road trip. And I don't even want to know what was said, but I was, that was a decision that I made and I wasn't sure if it was going to work or it wasn't. And long story short, man, that decision did not work. And it was a horrible experience. And I've learned from that because if I think someone that's vibrant in your words, but I know that they really giving me crazy vibes, I'm stopping that. I'm, I'm preventing that fire. I'm not going to put that fire out.
Yeah, don't listen. That's KB talking, man. That's not <laughs> <laughs> Nah, and, and that's true, man. Like, even with me, like, there's so many things where things didn't go right, and I learned from it. And to give an example, even with, with, with training in certain personalities, as you talk about vibrant people, where I have group sessions. So my group sessions, there is very vital for the personalities, because if, if it's one bad apple, then everything is going to crumble. Because what I do when I train... I, I hold people accountable for other people that's in a session, whether they started today or they on a day 100. And that's just my training style. So it works once everybody's correlated, everybody's in. But I had times where I had people come and just ruin it for everybody. Just ruin it for me. It's, I don't want to do this. Or why we got to do this? What does this work on? And those sessions be the longest sessions ever. <laughs> like I only train for an hour. But when I had people like that and they just going against the great, I have to just, one, let them go and let them know. I, I tell them about themselves too. Listen, you can't train here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just like that? Yo, that, that's Caleb talking. <laughs> <laughs> you can't because you're not ready for it. And you're not understanding this is the type of culture that we have. And it's important that I try to, you know, protect that as much as possible because my people come and they love training together. Because they, they feel like we all accomplish the same goal. We can help each other and push each other, motivate each other. But if you have one person in the middle going against that, nah, you got to go. Because yeah. you, you're ruining the whole culture. And it's just clear that they just not a good fit. And I think as entrepreneurs, man, like as we making decisions, we got to know what's a good fit. Is this decision going to be a good representation of what I'm trying to accomplish long term? Could save yourself a bullet by just not making that decision to, to begin with. But as an entrepreneur, the only way to know is sometimes you got to allow it. You got to allow a, a bad apple or two into the group. So you could be like, all right, cool. Like I thought I was going to give her a shot to see if she was different, but you live and you learn. Yeah. And I still turn it to a positive too, because some of my clients who were on the edge of being too vibrant, they, <laughs> they saw somebody who was extra vibrant is wow. This is how I be sounding. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm not going to do this no more. <laughs> so KB still polished it up at the end. Sound good. Yo, don't be this person. This is a perfect example of what not to do. Yo, and that's extremely important. And that's what I really want the listeners to, to take away, man, is we referring to our crazy employees and clients as vibrant, right? So like, you got to know what are you willing, how vibrant do you want your customers or your clients or your employees to be? Because it sometimes gets to a point to where you got to stop that because you're not trying to allow the culture or your workplace to go downhill. Man, that makes sense, bro. That makes sense for real. I also have a good stat that I wanted to mention because trusting in gut is just not something new. Like this is something that has been going on for a while now. And all business leaders and entrepreneurs know about trusting your gut. So according to research by the public project management degrees, only 50% of Americans trust their gut to tell them what's true. More wow. On the flip side, only 62 of business executives often rely on their gut feeling to make a decision. So what that means, people that have been in business, they understand that it's going to come a point in time where... You're not going to know what to do, but you have to live with that decision. 
when you know you're working on a different regular job, people are telling you what to do and you're taking orders, which is fine. So you really have to go to your instinct as much. But as a business owner, it's something that has done every day. And you have to understand you, you have to live with those decisions, regardless if it's positive or negative outcome. Yeah. And that makes sense, bro. As business owners, man, like, I think one time me and you, we was talking and we were just asking, I'm like, yo, how many people do you interact with on a daily basis? And I feel like you were like, yeah, man, some days you talk to 30, 40, 50 people and that's different people like every day. And it's the same thing for me. Like sometimes between my employees, between interviews, between customers, I'm talking to 40, 50, 60 people in a day. And it's crazy because that I'm grateful for that because it, it's helped me throughout the process of making better decisions because I'm talking to 60 different humans every day. And again, that's what's required to improve those gut decisions. It's just that experience. So I'm excited, bro. I, I, I'm like, I, I'm excited to share some of the solutions, but before we jump into that, you got anything you wanted to add to that? Nah, um, we can get into solutions now. I bet. So the first thing that I got, man, is when our entrepreneurs say, this is the way I've always done things, so I'm not going to change who I am. Here's my solution. Every entrepreneur listening, write this down. The only thing permanent in life and business is change. And if you don't adapt in business, you will go out of business. <laughs> and that's what 2020 taught me. 2020 taught me that if you're not trying to adapt, this is adapt or die. And I've seen companies in the year of 2020, this year, that's been in business for 40, 45 years, go out of business due to COVID. And whether it's just purely because of the income or they just wasn't willing to adapt or implement new systems, that's the only thing that's permanent in life. It's change. So you got to be willing to change sometimes of the things you've always done, because if not, this you're not built for this life. I fully agree. My, my solution to people that don't want to adapt to change or just think that you can stay exactly where they are in order to grow. My solution is interview the, the closest people to you. Ask them what are your strengths, your weaknesses and things you can improve on. And this conversation, you need, you know, full honesty, not flatterly, not flatterly when it comes to this exercise. So brace yourself to hear the truth from the people that, you know, you care most about and you want them to be honest with you. So I would say definitely interview the people around you if you feel like you don't need to change. And I'm pretty sure they're going to humble you real quick <laughs> <laughs> on some things that you can work on. Yeah, I've heard, I've definitely heard entrepreneurs say that before. Like, Yo, just ask the people that's closest to you what kind of feedback they got about how you handle situations. And if the people that's closest to you, they keep it real, they're going to let you know. And you're going to be like, dang, I didn't know I was doing that. Yeah, because it's, it's always ways where we can improve because we all fall short somewhere. Nobody's perfect. But that's why we have people around us that we can grow from. Straight up, bro. All right. The second solution, right? When people say it worked for them, so it's going to work for me. Here's my solution. And I said this a little bit in the episode, but take everything people say with a grain of salt, right? Everything a person say is not gold. Everything a person say to you isn't 
the exact way. There's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. You got to understand, like what I said earlier, there are different strokes for different folks. So you got to understand, man, it may work for that guy or that girl, but it won't mean it's going to work in that same exact way for you. So you just got to find the way that works the best for yourself. That's how you adapt to that. I like that. My solution is be inspired, but not a copy. I'll say that one more time. Ooh. Be inspired. <laughs> I don't think they caught it. <laughs> be inspired, but not a copy. It's imperative that you build your brand off uniqueness. So you following someone else and everything that they're doing, and you're, they're your biggest inspo, do not do everything that they're doing. Make yourself unique and brand yourself and your business of how you see things and how you perceive things and how you want to bring it to people. And I think that's very important because you're going to get to a point where you're not going to know who you are. You're not going to know what you're, what you're doing and you're not going to know why. And that's when your brand is going to crumble. And you see all the time with certain you know, rappers, they follow, they bite in somebody else's style and they get to a point where they say, I can't be like future no more. And that's why <laughs> you no know, designer, he ended up to be nobody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he could have just, he could have kept going, but it's like, how are you going to keep going if you're just basing your sound, everything you do off this one person? And it, it works for a short season, but if you, like you said, you want longevity, you got to have that uniqueness. And that's true, man. I, I hope the entrepreneurs wrote that down because I think that's a, some a takeaway that that's a, that's a money answer, bro. And, this, and the last solution that I got for our entrepreneurs is this, bro. Like when people say, what if I make that decision and it doesn't work? My solution is this. You live and you learn. The only way to find out if it's a good decision is through experience. And experience comes from bad decision, right? Just like what the quote said in the beginning. And my only thing that I want our entrepreneurs to know is just don't make the same bad decision twice because that's a choice. As long as our entrepreneurs is making that kind of progress and they living and they learning and just not making the same decision twice, I think they're going to do good. Yeah. You don't want to have too much ego instead of your gut. Yeah. (laughs) Facts. (laughs) Yeah. Mine is pretty much simple for people who feel like what decision doesn't work. My solution is do it anyway. Like you said, you will learn regardless one way or another you will learn from the situation and it's your job to learn from something that's positive. But sometimes in reality, we really learn from the failures even more. So you can't lose either way. And I feel as if we take this pressure off us making a decision, then more people will be more inclined to just doing it. And that's going to produce growth. Just take the pressure off and just do it anyway. We only got one life to live. I'd rather go out <laughs> swinging. I tell you all the time, I'm going out swinging miserably before I not sit there and just hold it and bunt. Oh, like you said, either way you learn. And I think sometimes that's the biggest fear is people, they don't trust their, uh, trust their gut because of the fear of looking dumb. Here's my overall takeaway for this episode, man. And I want my entrepreneurs to, if they don't remember anything, remember this. So the title of this episode is to trust your gut, Right. And at first, your gut decisions are going to be way off. And the reason why is because you don't have the experience to make an educated decision. 
But over time, your gut decisions are going to start to be right more than they're wrong. And as you gain that skill set, the experience you're going to have, you're going to be able to forecast the outcome. You're going to see things coming before they happen and your gut decisions are going to be a lot more accurate. So the moral of the story that I want my entrepreneurs to know is to trust your gut. My, my final thought is that you have all the X's and O's, all the projections, all the methods on the table in front of you. Everything is on your vision board. Everything is lined up. Now it's up to you to trust your gut to make a decision. And this is going to come from experience, intuition, emotion, and that little voice inside your head. The worst thing you can do is not obey it. Because if you don't obey, don't obey that little voice inside your head, it's going to hurt you more than actually... If you, don't, if you disobey the voice inside your head, it's going to hurt you more than actually pursuing it. So I want you guys to understand... Trust your gut, live with decisions that you do make, and you're going to win by learning, regardless. Entrepreneurhood. Anyone can start, but only champions finish. Now that you've completed this episode, you're ready to continue your journey by connecting directly with our hosts of Entrepreneurhood. Follow us on Instagram at The Entrepreneurhood to stay updated with the community. For each episode, the first set of listeners to tag us on Instagram and leave a five-star review will be entered into a drawing to get a free one-on-one coaching session on the topic of entrepreneurship with our hosts. Remember, there is no shame in struggling because we fail, we grow, and we win right here on Entrepreneurhood.